there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I am Salty. And I'm Cam. Gentlemen, how, how are we? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Good. Cam? Good. Yeah, that we're all clumsy, good. That was the clumsiest <laughs> how you doing ever. It was. We all said how are you going at the same time. All right. It's been a, a big week for the old Hypothopod, almost. You kept on going viral without... Almost... Um, Without plugging the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, By the third time I went viral, I sort of worked out how to do it. It's tricky, though. People don't realize how tricky it is to, like, you know, when something blows up a little bit and you see, like, the reply to it, they're like, oh, looks like this is blowing up. Uh, here's my SoundCloud or here's, you know, whatever. Um, it's hard to know when to do that. Because if you do it too soon, people are like, well, this hasn't really blown up. You've gotten a little bit of ahead of yourself there. Yeah. But if you do it way too late. Everyone's seen your shit already. Yeah. And no one's like looking at this other thing. So with the first thing, which was uh, everyone smashing their TVs. And like I posted it on YouTube and tweeted it out. And at like the 500 view mark, I was like, oh, I should have. I said to you guys, I should have put something on that. This, this seems to be reasonably popular. 500 views. Eh? Nothing to sneeze at. Mm. And then, um, yeah, like 100,000 views later, I was like, yeah, I definitely should have done that. <laughs> then the second thing was uh, live tweeting the uh, protest in Melbourne on the weekend. What was, but, the, uh, what was the protest? Tell us all about that. All right. So these things, this is also related to the video. So for those that didn't see it, we put out a video of a bunch of conspiracy theorists from Australia who all decided to smash their TVs. Or they said they were smashing their TVs that looked like they were smashing like old monitors and like weird old 14-inch square monitors that they had pulled out of a shed somewhere. <laughs> but they were saying, oh, fuck the mainstream media. We won't be controlled anymore, et cetera, et cetera. And they'd all been uh, inspired to do this by a guy called Thanos Panayides, who was prior to this famous for, air quotes, famous for being on Family Food Fight which was like some sort of reality cooking competition on Channel 9. As a contestant? Yeah. He was like, I think there were like families that 
were contestants and the Panayidis family was one of the contestants. So he was on there. I think it was just a normal cooking show though. There was no actual food fighting, which is disappointing. Anyway, that wrapped up a few years ago and he popped up on Facebook a few months ago with this group called uh, the 99% Unite. It's us or them. (laughs) And it's sort of like a vague conspiracy Facebook group. When I first started looking at this, they had like Nearly 20,000 members. I think they've doubled or tripled that now in the last couple of weeks. Right. He popped up uh, on my radar a little while ago, and he decided to do this thing where they would all put out videos on the same day. Everyone in the group would put out videos on the same day, and it was going to be this huge thing, and we'd get all this attention because they're they're losing their shit a little bit with the lockdowns. Mm. And the thing that they were putting out videos about was everyone would read this script that he'd, re- he'd written out, which was about a I so-and-so hereby declare to the de facto governments of, de facto federal and state governments of Australia that I, I obliterate my vote and my vote won't count for any party, which is like, doesn't do anything. But I think he had specific language that he'd formulated that was supposed to have some special power. Right. Because uh, obviously if you don't vote, no one gives a shit. <laughs> Uh, except for the AEC, who will send you a $60 fine. But you can't actually say your vote doesn't count for any party because that's the same as not voting. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not like your vote gets ca- cancels out anyone else's vote. Anyway, so this was- So was, thing- there, was there plan to say, my vote doesn't count, but they still go and poll and do like one for whatever and put it in, but- Guess that's the idea that like that, like we still have to obviously voting is compulsory in Australia, so we'll still have to vote. But what I'm saying is, someone at the AEC is going to have to pick out my vote and like <laughs> for a shredder. It was a little bit confused, so they were all going to. He was like, we're all going to upload our videos at two o'clock on this day, and then the other th- idea that they came up with was at the same time they would send a message to the mainstream media. They said, get a TV and smash it. And he put up his own video. He said, we won't be programmed anymore. Smashes his TV. This is my message to the mainstream media. And I don't know, like 30 or 40 people did videos. Mm. Was it his genius script that was like, it's called the television because it's telly. It tellies you what to do. It was. So he came up with that. So yeah, they're like, this is a television. Tell a vision. <laughs> but... <laughs> The thing was, they, like, really focused on the tell thing. They're like, right. it tells you what to do. It tells you to stay inside. It tells you to be afraid. But they didn't really focus on that it's telling you a vision, which I thought was a little bit cleverer. Oh, yeah. And, like, even... So, in my video, I did a... So, I put together a supercut of all of these people smashing their TVs. I left out the boring stuff about obliterating your vote because it was boring. Yeah. But, uh, like, even his initial video... Wasn't as interesting. The one I put up the front was a guy saying, we will not be programmed by your television programs. Like, he was coming up with all these extra puns <laughs> that the original guy never had, which I think must have been a little bit annoying for him as well. Yeah. But so, I put out, yeah, so that's the video I put out, which is a super cut of that. Anyway, that group also were involved in a protest last weekend in Melbourne. Uh, they actually had protests nationwide, in at least in Sydney and Perth. And they were ostensibly sort of anti-lockdown protests. Uh, there's the group, 
group's really confused about what it's actually about. Some of them are 5G people. Some of them are like coronavirus truthers. Some of them are sovereign citizens. So they think that, you know, there's all sorts of little loopholes for, you know, getting around the law and, you know, you're not having to pay fines or have a driver's license or whatever. And Thanos Paniades himself is, has always been a little bit vague about what he actually believes. He's been like, you know, this is, there's free speech for everyone. Everyone can be part of my group. But I'm just asking questions and never like really saying what he was about. So the good thing on the weekend was that he revealed what he was about, which is like weird biblical (laughs) end of day shit, which people haven't really picked up on hugely though. So they had this protest I was watching live streams of it and tweeting it, which normally I find to be super obnoxious behavior to live tweet an event that you're not at, but I couldn't <laughs> go because it was illegal to go. Yeah. Uh, Bloody needs must, mate. Exactly. Would it be illegal to go if you say that you're there for work or, you know, professional purposes? Well, I mean, there was media there who were fine. I feel like if I was there, I'm like, I'm live tweeting this. They might say, well... That seems a slightly less essential. Where is the line? Because when we get money from our patrons, where is the line between a professional reporter and, like, I mean, if you if you were on the other side of all this, you'd be like, I'm a fucking investigative journalist. <laughs> um, but you know, I I also didn't especially want to catch COVID and die from going. Oh uh, yeah, oh, that that true. thing. Yeah, no, I forgot about that. Carry on. So. I live tweeted one of their protests like a week ago when it was just him and one other guy and they went to Parliament House and they got like four or five other people to come down. Was that like on a Sunday? Yeah. And so this was also on a Sunday. This was like a week later on Sunday, which was also Mother's Day. Right. But they, they, got, they got like 300 people there in the end, which is a pretty good turnout. But I was, mm. I was watching it and it was like, it was just cooked. It's like people explaining how they took one line out of uh, like the police oath in the year 2000 and so all laws since then are void and uh, because they, the Republic, you know, the Australian Republic debate in the 90s, they thought that they were going to win it so they took out all this stuff about the Crown and then they lost it but because they took all the oh, stuff right. out of the Crown, out of, out of the laws or whatever, that means that, you know, any cop with a crown on their badge, you know, isn't a real cop. And so you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Lots of cookers, but there was also this real undercurrent of religious stuff. So at one point, a uh, self-described teacher, uh, Teresa Van Leishout, who's also run for a bunch of far-right parties over the years, uh, she got up and she explained that she had documents that proved that uh, mega corporations had built the coronavirus and... Microsoft was behind it, but also everything you needed to know about it was in the book of Revelations, she mentioned. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then there was a few other little mentions of that sort of stuff. And finally, uh, Thanos uh, gave a little speech. He gave a speech earlier in the day that sort of didn't go that well. It was all just about how, you know, he really respected the cops, but... uh, you know, you guys are on the wrong side, which I don't know. It's, it's I, different to respect. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I know you guys are just doing your jobs, but, you know, could you stop doing your jobs? 
<laughs> but he got he got up for a second speech at the end and he started talking about how when he was 10 years old his dad sat him down and said son never let him put a microchip in you and then he started talking <laughs> about the book of revelations now everyone well actually first he he says never let him put a microchip in you then he pulls out his phone and had to like scroll through a bunch of shit to find his quote from the book of revelations go through all go through all his apps yeah. <laughs> Close them all. And then, then he started reading from the book of Revelations and then the cops grabbed him right. as he was like getting fired up about the end of days, which I think was a sort of bad optics because since then they've all been like, oh, he was just about, he was just dropping truth bombs about, you know, the Antichrist and they grabbed him. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously they're in league with the Satanists. But uh, a lot, something that I think a lot of people have missed is that when he was talking about microchips, he was talking about the mark of the beast. And so there's all of these people being like, oh, he's talking about how he doesn't like microchips, and then he pulls out his phone, which is full of bloody microchips. Yeah, that's all it is. It is, but that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about having a microchip in your hand and in your forehead so that you can go to the shops. And that's part of the Antichrist's plan to bring in the end of days. I know we've talked about this before, but what level of, you know, if, say, they said, hey, we can just get your phone into your brain and then you can just pay for everything <laughs> and you can do all the things that you do on your phone, but just do it in your brain. Yep. Where, where are you guys on this? In or out? Yep, do it. Yeah. In. Cam? No, because I don't want to have to update my brain every year. Uh, I uh, want, I, That's called learning, Cam. You should be doing that already. Yeah. That's an analog process, bro. Yep. It's called books. Read a book. You should be learning something new every day, Cam. That's how the saying goes. Right. Look, the thing is, it's very sensible to not have a microchip put in your brain. Yeah, his thing is all about religion. So the book that I'm reading at the moment, as I, you know, I'm reading a crazy sci-fi book as a relief from this whole bizarre situation we're in, and uh, it starts off talking about a plague um, that really ruined a planet, which was not a good start to the book. But the plague... Um, <laughs> was all around uh, everyone has many, many microchips and machines. <laughs> you can hear that creaky door, sorry. Is it good timing? Yeah. <laughs> Cut that, Cam. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. Uh, I'll leave in you doing a really slow fart, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone has microchips, uh, sorry, machines in their brains and their bodies that, that, you know, do everything for them. But then a plague infected with microchips um, and just basically cooked everyone's brains. Um, but the thing was all the buildings and every, all the infrastructure was built by tiny machines as well. So it ended up cooking all the buildings and basically ruining the whole city. Uh, little word of warning there for anyone's pro microchips like me and Salty. (laughs) Well, when I, when I go to the shop now, I pay with my phone. Yeah. So if instead of getting my phone out and tapping it on the thing, I just had to tap the back of my hand. Yeah, I'm in. Well, maybe also, one, maybe maybe once I'm not scared to touch surfaces, but you know. Yeah, I've completely stopped carrying a wallet um, for that reason. Like I, I don't know, I just kept my phone. Yeah, and the cool thing with the phone when you pay is you don't actually have to touch the machine. You just have to be kind of near it, mm. and it goes beep. And you pay. It's like fuck. How easy is that? I mean, we we talked about this way back when in our Mark of the Beast episode, but like. If let's say that uh, the Book of Revelation is a genuine uh, vision of the future that John had, 
Yeah. Then like Paywave could just be <laughs> the mark of the beast. Yeah. And he just like doesn't get he's see having a vision of people in the shop like waving their hand over a thing. He doesn't know what a phone looks like. He doesn't know no. what the iPhone X11 looks like. He's he's misinterpreting convenience for disaster. Yeah. But also, I mean, it's like this this conspiracy theory about the mark of the beast is super old. It goes back to like when they started bringing out uh, FPOS cards. People were saying, "Oh, well, this could be the mark of the beast." It just gets updated with the technology. And look what's happened since then. 911. So, that was the second thing that went viral. The third thing that went viral was uh, Pete Evans, who we did an episode about last time. Yeah. Uh, and our episode was, like, slightly too early. <laughs> yeah, we kind of... We, we missed... Yeah, we missed being the first, and then we missed all the stuff that happened after. If you listen to that, there's a lot of us saying, how is this guy still on TV? <laughs> are, we re- are we partly responsible for him not being on TV now? I don't think so. I think the wheels were in motion. After we put that out, why is this guy still on TV? He's cooked. Uh, Channel, he either quit or he was sacked from Channel 7. I don't I don't know if anyone has made that clear. No. Well, the, when it came out, they said that it was an amicable split between the two. Yeah. But that usually means you've been canned, right? Yeah. He's like, and, he's like I've got all this Q research to do and I don't have time. <laughs> For my filming capa- like my filming responsibilities, so one go. one's got to go. <laughs> so that yeah, that is the thing. After he was separated from Channel Seven, the nature of his posts on Insta started to get a little bit more cooked. Yeah. Like they were already fairly cooked, but they started getting into Q territory. And he had posted, he'd posted a couple of things that were like getting there. They were I would. Say they were flirting with QAnon ideas. I mean, he had the, the creative email who's full Q. So, and that was you know a month ago, just on a month ago yeah. on this podcast. So, yeah, he's in this. He was in the sphere already. But like on his Insta, he posted like uh, a thing about Fauci because I think Fauci has gone into quarantine mm. because uh, that uh, Mike Pence's press secretary or whoever got the COVID. Mm. And so Fauci's like in self quarantine, and he—it was a, another sort of—he was still just asking questions on his Insta. He was like asking questions like, "Why is this guy in self quarantine?" Blah blah blah. I think he posted—he posted like an infographic about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and how it related to all these different organizations. But again, it wasn't like a—it was just like a normal infographic, but it, in the context, it was a little cooked. Mm. And there was again just asking questions sort of thing. And so people had noticed that he'd posted this stuff and it had gone a little weird. But what no one else had noticed is if you jump into his Instagram stories, he'd gone full QAnon. <laughs> That's, everyone knows right now on social media all the good gears and in Instagram stories. Yeah. And this is just further proof. And so I screen captured his uh, post about how... So he posted two super cooked things. There are a couple of... Uh, quite cooked things that maybe I should have saved because they were they. I think there was one anti like fairly explicitly anti-vax one in there. But uh, the first thing he posted was like the whole QAnon like mind map thing, which has like a thousand different conspiracy theories and how they're all 
and that has lines between them, all of them. It's really cool poster you can get, but it is a cooked poster. <laughs> yeah, is that something that I'd like to have on my wall, just as kind of a fun little thing? Yeah, maybe. But you can buy it, but the people that sell it are cooked. <laughs> yeah, it depends where you want to funnel your money to. We could, I mean, we could just rip it off, right? Yeah, I, there's a there's like a high res version that you could probably just print off. Uh, but the other thing you posted was this guide to COVID nineteen code words, which is like uh, if which was just saying. If someone, if they say someone has COVID, it's code for uh, what's happening to them re the pedophile cabal being shut down. Mm. And so, like, if someone has been diagnosed with COVID and is in self quarantine, that means they've been arrested. Or, you know, if they, it says they died of COVID, it means that they've been executed. (laughs) And there was like a bunch of like weirdly specific stuff. And so that, Fed into that Fauci thing you'd posted because that's the that's this is the answer to the question he was asking about what's going on with Fauci. He's saying, Oh, Fauci's been arrested. Mm. Anyway, no one noticed, unfortunately, that I screen capped that 33 minutes after he posted it. <laughs> 33, of course, being the most powerful Masonic power number. Yeah, so wait, does that make you powerful or does it make him powerful? It makes me incredibly powerful. Uh-huh. I knew it all along. Um, so uh, and then later that day, he deleted those from his story. So it's a massive escalation, right? That's a huge escalation. And like, was it the head of the AMA, the Australian Medical Association, that uh, came out and asked if anyone was checking in on him? No, yeah. I don't know if it was the AMA guy. It was. It was. It was some. Yeah, it was some senior doctor in some organization. Basically, are you okay, him? In the media, yeah, it was either the AMA or like the. Royal Australian College of GPs or something. They're like, is anyone yeah. checking on this guy? Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he he's with posting. family and people. <laughs> and he posted like a response to that. He's like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, my third eye's open. They didn't yeah. say that, but. Um, it's implied. No. Yeah. But yeah, he came out and was like, so, oh, yeah. never been happier. I've never been healthier. I'm doing great. I'm around people. Just, Just chill out, bro. Yes, yeah. pretty. Got my biocharger full war. It's pretty crazy <laughs> that yeah, that's like you know he's a he's got a huge audience of people that are just like I don't know I, I maybe want to change my diet and be a little bit better, um, you know, feel a little bit healthier, and then he's just fucking ramming code words that people are being locked up for pedophile out of nowhere. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. So I've seen some conflicting stuff about how popular this gear is with his audience. So I did see someone did an analysis of his, like his Insta following that shows that like new people liking his page or like his profile is like dropping off. But I did see someone else say, "Oh, right, all of his like you know salmon tart recipes get you know so many likes, and then any cooked thing he posts gets like way more." Yeah, but there's a lot of like that audience is really big on the immediate pile on. Yeah, um, so I, I've seen like in some of these Facebook groups, people saying everyone go to this Facebook post that Channel Seven put up about QAnon and you know bombard them with the truth or go to this thing and like it, blah blah blah. And it's the same like you know I see it in in the beer world with people like small amount of followers, but they'll they'll cram their post full of hashtags and get like four hundred likes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think it's the same thing. You cram, you cram, stick a couple of QAnon related or, you know, conspiracy hashtags and people are going to pile on that with like, yeah. Yeah, especially if you're like a verified account or whatever. Yeah. So the other thing that Pete Evans did in like the last week or so was he posted a link on his Facebook to the doco Plandemic. Have you guys checked this one out? No, not yet. It's been hard to avoid. Uh, even, you know, mildly cooked people are sharing it everywhere on Facebook. So this is a doco with, uh, what's her name, Judy Mitkiewicz? Yeah, something so, like that. Something like it, that. Out of, all, out of all the things I know about it, her name is the lowest in my list. So it's like a 30-minute doco about uh, COVID and it makes a lot of claims and it's sort of a tricky thing because it drops like a lot of data on you and a lot of info. And it's produced very slickly. Mm. It's got slick production values. And when I was watching it, I was like, oh, is this, are people just getting into this because it looks like a proper documentary? And then I was like, nah, that's like stupid. What? I'm an idiot. And then I saw like a proper conspiracy researcher, media person, and they're like, yeah, I think it's partly just because of how slick it looks. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, because. She looks like it's in a, you know, maybe like a studio or a set. It's lit well, uh, but then it's like, you know, she's been a call the most accomplished scientist in the world or of her generation. Yeah. Um, and they don't say who called her that, which no. is very important for her credibility. Yeah. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., um, the cooked Kennedy, uh, called her that. Um you know, she her her HIV thesis, her thesis revolutionised HIV care, um, and all these kind of like grandiose claims that you're like, oh shit, okay, wow, maybe she's someone that knows what she's talking about, uh, but no, she's not. And it's it's also like they make these claims about her involvement in like HIV research, and you look at her CV, and she was actually involved in some HIV research. Yeah. So it's like plausible. Uh, she also claims that she was uh, jailed for her beliefs, <laughs> which is she, not ac- actually what happened at all. She was jailed for crimes, right? She was temporarily jailed for crimes. The charges ended up being dropped. Yeah. So she worked on a thing that uh, they reckon they had found what was behind chronic fatigue syndrome which was like this, uh, I think it was a mouse virus, like a ronovirus in mice. They found some sort of correlation between that and CFS, which is like a bit of a grey area. They don't. I think they don't really know what causes chronic fatigue syndrome. And then, so that, was, that got a lot of fanfare. Mm. And then they tried to replicate the experiment and they couldn't. <laughs> and so it was like all retracted. They're like, oh, well, no, this isn't, you know, the greatest scientific discovery of all time. It was just a mix-up. And then I think they tr- they tried to replicate it again, and it also didn't work. And at some point, she was, like, accused of uh, bodging some numbers. Yep. And there was, like, a bit of a legal dispute. And she, I think, had taken some notebooks home that were the property of the lab or whatever. And she was... a charged with stealing them and then she f- fucked off <laughs> and so then 
she's described as being a fugitive from justice. But, I mean, it's over a sort of minor thing. But it, she went to jail for a couple of days, I think. And then she says she was jailed over nothing. There was never any charges. But she was she was charged with a crime. But the charges were dropped because there was also other dodginess going on with, like, other people at the lab. Mm. And the whole thing got too murky. But I think she did actually steal the notebooks. Well, the, those tests, and I'm pretty sure it was those ones or it might have been another one, she was caught dosing the tests as well. Yeah. So she had been dropping in whatever it was to make it look like the mice were testing positive or had this whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, she was, there was crimes or potential crimes, and then also she was doing dodgy things. Yeah. There was unethical medical stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, but she also, they had to shut her down because she was going to prove, you know, the link between, I think that the idea was that they were going to prove a link between this particular drug or something and some other disease, and that had to be stopped. And, like, in in these sorts of situations, you can just sort of say, you know, my research was too dangerous and they shut me down and my funding was withdrew and I I was, you know, arrested over minor things. And it it leads, leads to her credibility as a whistleblower, right? Yeah. Like once you establish who these her credentials and then you take it all away and say, hey, why would they do that? People are like, oh, yeah, why would they do that? But also they're like, she was then put under a gag order so she couldn't talk about any of it. Mm. But it was only like a five-year gag order. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you really wanted to hide all this stuff, wouldn't you put her under a gag order forever? Or also like the guy who's interviewing her is like, you're really brave for coming out of this stuff because, you know, they don't want you to say this. It's like, well, why wouldn't they just kill her if she actually had something that they needed to stop her from getting out? Yeah, if this is a conspiracy to murder swathes of the population, uh, which is what the crux of her thing is, right? Yeah. Um, or, you know, this this is something that got out of control. Like, you're murdering swathes of the population. Just knock off the lady that's been in jail. Like, who cares? So the other thing about... Uh, her arrest, which is like, this is all in like the first couple of minutes of this doco. They have footage of this arrest going with like these SWAT guys coming in with guns and shit. And it's not anything to do with her. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I only flipped through, but I saw that and I'm like, this doesn't seem like that footage. This doesn't seem like what she's saying. That's like a completely unrelated arrest of someone from this year, not from like years ago. <laughs> And it's like, I don't know. It also doesn't seem like that would be like an arrest that happened this year would be stock footage of arrests where you're saying this is what an arrest sort of looks like. Um, And I did know they didn't say that that was her arrest. They were just showing it. Well, they're Uh, they're showing it as they're talking about her arrest. And I think if you're watching a normal documentary, you would assume that there's a a connection between these things. Or they would say file footage or recreation. Yeah. But it's... So that makes me think that, like, well, I know I already think this, but I mean, that's a, like a really clear thing that they're just completely full of shit. But I mean, the other thing that she says a little bit later is, you know, the guy asks her, Are you an anti vaxxer? And she says, No, I'm actually pro vaccines, but she's an anti vaxxer. <laughs> yeah, she's one of the people that say, I'm pro vaccines. I just think we need to do more research into vaccines. <laughs> she's like, she's involved, she's been involved with the anti vax movement. The th- film is, like, funded by a bunch of anti-vaxxers. <laughs> she's she's promoted other anti-vax stuff. She's actually an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> yeah. 
but some of the, I mean, some of the other claims they make are about like, uh, why did Italy get hit so hard? And she says it's because they just rolled, they rolled out this flu vaccine uh, earlier. And there's like, there's no connection between this flu vaccine and why Italy got so hard. Italy got so, got hit so hard because when you go to the hospital in Italy, at the best of times, you come out with more diseases than you went in with because the Eurozone has fucked them with austerity. I'm thinking back to every time I've been to Italy and going through the airport, and uh, the one thing I remember from Italian airport is the system is everyone just crams into a tiny space from multiple flights with no apparent queue, and then you wait there till something happens. Someone might say, excuse and then things move <laughs> a little bit. And... Um, <laughs> And like last time I was in, um, it was I think it was Rome, and there was like Americans in the queue started teaming up. Um, like someone just kind of moved through the crowd quickly, and so Americans like, hey, you know that's not good. And then some other Americans like, yeah, you tell them. And then like alliances started forming in this fucking random queue. <laughs> like, so if anyone had COVID in the situation, everyone would have got COVID. Yeah. Um, and the Americans would have turned on everyone. So it was like a microcosm of what's happening now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of the other stuff, like they talk about hydrochloxychlorine, whatever the fuck it's called, which um, there's a little bit more about that as well, isn't there? Yeah, so that was the drug that Trump was like, man, this is a miracle drug. This is going to be the, the, the new hotness. Um, and it's come out this, like, the last couple of days, someone sort of pieced the piece back um how trump heard about it yeah because people were like oh you know he's got shares in it or someone got shares in it um and you know that's it's one of those situations where you think uh trump you know he's he's such a such a manipulative bugger doing you know doing this to up his share price but really the reality is he's an idiot that saw it on fox news um which is what's happened here so some some really um dodgy guy, even dodgier than this this lady, um, wrote a scientific paper that um, uh, I think is cryptocurrency investors um, wrote this paper about, um, you know, this this could help. And it had no backup, and then it just kind of got picked up, and he claimed that he was affiliated with Stanford University. Um, but he wasn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, other things. So places started running, running with this story. But I should also note this paper was – Published in an esteemed journal. Google uh, Docs. No, it wasn't. It was on Google Docs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, um, brain genius uh, Elon Musk shared it. Um, and then this guy ended up uh, on Glenn Beck. And then um, I think he ended up on Tucker Lauren, Carlson. I think Lauren Ingraham. Yeah, she was involved. I think she was on the Glenn Beck show with him. Um and then the next day, suddenly Trump's like, this is a game changer. So, like, oh, my God, it's just so idiotic. And people end up, end up fucking dying because of this. And that's the, the one that Clive Palmer stockpiled a whole bunch of it mm. um, and then started advertising in the paper that he's, you know, giving it out. And it's just fucking so bizarre. So the thing that they talk about in the doco is that, uh, like, Fauci came out and said, you know, we're going to – if." Doctors are prescribing this stuff. We're going to, you know, they're going to face discipline for that because there was a massive, people started over prescribing it massively to the point that people who needed it for 
autoimmune diseases and you know lupus and malaria couldn't get it and they were pe- they were sort of just randomly prescribing it to people who weren't didn't even have like that severe of covid right yeah and apparently yeah so there haven't been that many studies into how effective it is some of the studies that have been done that are slightly better peer reviewed find that you know has not that much effect or in some cases it made things worse. Yeah. There was one big study that I think they um drop in in the pandemic was like an opinion survey of doctors. It's like, what do you think is the most effective drug out there for this? And they're like, well, I've heard a lot about hydrochloroquine. But that gets put in like that's their medical opinion rather than just their opinion opinion. Mm. Uh, the other thing that they talk about in the docker is they've got like a couple of doctors talking about how they're being pressured and incentivized to uh, up the death toll from COVID. And so you've got this doctor saying, you know, if I say that someone's got COVID, then that's $13,000 from Medicare. And, you know, if I intubate them, that's $39,000. But what they're not mentioning is if they say that they've got some other thing, if they just say they've got pneumonia, they still get that huge amount of money from Medicare. And if they have to intubate them for some other reason, that's still $39,000. Or if they have to give them some other treatment, that costs money that Medicare then gives them. Yeah. And it's like, it's not taking into account the fact that, you know, they get paid for whatever treatment they give them. But also some of the doctors they were looking at, like, they didn't have names for any of these people, so you couldn't check their credentials. But, like, there's a guy in scrubs in his living room. It's like, is this? I don't know if you're a real doctor <laughs> or if you're just a guy in scrubs. One of the guys, though, was just a chiropractor. Okay. And, and if I've learned one thing from looking at all this 5G coronavirus stuff, is that there are a bunch of, like, I don't know. Like, I know that chiropractor is, chiropractoring is a little bit cooked or it's a, some of it's a little bit made up. Yeah, I I don't want to say anything because I don't know enough to say anything about it. That's the thing. I didn't I didn't know enough. I thought I was like, well, maybe you know, jamming a bone into back into place or whatever might work. But it's like it seems like there are a bunch of super cooked chiropractors who are like just off the charts nuts. Hmm. And so that yeah, there's, there's a whole thing around like chiropractors giving stuff to uh, babies. Yeah, that does like that doesn't fill me with confidence about the profession though. That some of the like the most high profile people, and people, I posted a thing on Twitter a few weeks ago of like a guy in America talking about you know we're going to be in the Hunger Games soon, <laughs> and he turns out to be like a super senior chiropractor who's like come out to Australia and like been at events with like the heads of chiropractoring in Australia, and but he's like on the streets ranting about how they're going to be eating soon. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, one of the guys is just a chiropractor, but, yeah, they're saying, you know, we're being incentivized to up the statistics, but they're not really because the COVID statistics are, like, way lower than we know they should be. Yeah. Like, if anything, if there was a big conspiracy, it would be to lower the statistics so that governments and, you know, whoever health officials look like they're doing a better job. But what we can see from looking at the death rates for like. Yeah. But if they're doing that, we wouldn't be afraid and inside. And then while they 
institute the whatever the grand plan is. Yeah. Which is really unclear from all this. It's the well, grand plan to take over things. Well, he, this is just the one, one last thing about the death toll. If you look at the death toll for the last couple of months compared to, like, this time of year, in any time in the past in history, it's gone way up. Yep. And there's a huge amount of that's unexplained because it's the undiagnosed COVID death. So what they're saying is happening with COVID diagnosis is the opposite of what's actually happening. They're saying that they're over-diagnosing when, in fact, they're under-diagnosing because all of these people are just dying and they never got tested. Uh, but also they don't seem to get that, you know, if someone comes into hospital and they have COVID and they die of a heart attack, the COVID probably didn't help things at all. No, no. And also the stats are actually even worse than they look because car accidents are down and all of these other things are down because no one's driving. <laughs> well, that's yeah, the other thing people are like, oh, you know, look, we haven't had as many deaths from the flu because they're all being attributed to COVID. And it's like, yeah, but no one's fucking leaving the house. Yeah. And deaths are still up. So <laughs> <laughs> so it, this has kind of been, it was actually hard for me to find it because I don't actually watch it. So it's kind of been removed from the internet everywhere. Um, I went to the Alex Jones um, website, band.video, which is where he hosts uh, videos that have been banned and his <laughs> own stuff. Uh, if the name wasn't a giveaway. So um, it wasn't, and he was saying that he was hosting it there and I went and he had taken it down. It's even been banned from band.videos. Yeah. Jesus. You've got to go to band.band.videos. <laughs> Too hot for, for band.video. And that's really interesting because like, and I haven't really been keeping up with Jonesy because he's so hard to keep up with, but a week ago he was saying, or, you know, fuck, I don't know, two days ago, it's hard to say, um, you know, oh, it's crazy and we're, we're hosting it and, you know, go check it out. And then he's just taken it down. Mm. I found it pretty, if you just go to YouTube and chuck in Plandemic, well, firstly, if you chuck in Plandemic, you'll find a bunch of people debunking it, which are much better than the actual thing. Yeah. Uh, but And which might be helpful if, like, your relatives are getting cooked on this. But uh, if you want to see the actual thing, you can go to YouTube and just, like, sort by upload date. And uh. it's just constantly being reposted, even though YouTube have said, you know, we're cracking down on this stuff. They can't seem to work out how to do it. The one I eventually found was uploaded eight hours beforehand. Yeah, same. Um, but it had, all the comments were turned off, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Very suspicious. What don't they want you to know from the famously intelligent YouTube commenting community? So anyway, I think that's everything from the last week. Right. <laughs> What's you your week say- been like, Luke? <laughs> How do you mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, not as viral as Cam's. Yeah, I'm just glad a, it was viral. Yeah, like an hour instant. worth of gear for, on your week? No, no. I mean, that was that segued into the official show, though, right? <laughs> yeah. So what we're actually talking about this week is uh, one. there was this great sign at the protest on Sunday, which was like, go research all of this stuff. Didn't have flat earth on it, though, did it? It was... No, there's no flat earth, but there was certainly a list Every, of topics we have covered. Yeah, it was pretty much the Hypothopod episode list, except for one thing that we haven't done a show on, which is Satan's Periscope. Lucifer's Telescope. Lucifer's Telescope. Uh, I looked up Satan's Periscope. What is Satan's Periscope? 
No, nothing. That's why I got <laughs> all annoyed at it because I was like, there's fucking nothing to this. What are you guys talking about? So I this is not started, a thing. I started uh, typing in Lucifer's TE and Google uh, autocompletes that not to telescope but to testicle. Oh. Um, or Lucifer's testicles. And then I, I clicked through and found a parody website all about um, Easter eggs being Lucifer's testicles. Right. Uh, which is, I think, a quite a famous parody website. Um, but, like, it's quite convincing and quite it was quite enjoyable. So, yeah, have a look at that. So, Lucifer's Telescope. It was like, it was also, it was at the bottom of the list of things to research. Yeah. After, like, geoengineering and, you know, vaccines and all this stuff. So, the weird thing is, when you look it up, it's a little bit cooked because the Lucifer's Telescope is the, uh, do, you, do you have the official name of it there, Robbo? Oh, not on hand. I don't think I copied it out, but it's a it's a backronym, right? All right. The full name of the so the, this is about a real telescope. It's in Arizona. It's on a mountain, and it is called the Large Binocular Telescope Near Infrared Utility with Camera, an Integral Field Unit for Extragalactic Research. And so the backronym of it is Lucifer. Because you, if you get a lot of words, yeah. If you ignore the binocular telescope near infrared and just go from the rest of it, skipping of course the widths, the ands, and the fours, it spells out Lucifer. Right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Half of it you've got to ignore to come up with that. And so the conspiracy theory, though, is that this telescope called Lucifer—that's fine. Scientists are allowed to have a telescope called Lucifer. Because they're like, yeah, I'm a cool scientist. I've got, like, my heavy metal T-shirts. I'm going to just do some science and blast mega death. Let's call our telescope Lucifer, right? Yep. Yep, that tracks. Yeah. Guess uh, who- this, this person is also super into D&D, which yeah. is cool. This sounds like a person I want to hang out with. It's yeah. not an insult. It's salty. If salty was an astronomer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guess who's only just running this fucking telescope, though? Me? The Vatican. Oh. <laughs> The Catholic Church owns this telescope, and they've called it Lucifer, which seems a little bit weird. And that's yep. because it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> they don't own it. It's next to their thing, right? Yeah, they own the telescope next to it, which is also, that's a different issue. Why does the Vatican have so many telescopes? <laughs> so the re- apparently it's called uh, Lucifer as like a joke uh, because the Germans... Um, funded the construction of this particular instrument. It's like, it's a, well, it's a large binocular telescope near infrared utility with camera. And it's like a guy called something cheerful, I think it was, who was like the premier of this German state that chucked in some of the money for it. And cheerful in German means devil. Mm. So they were like, as a little joke, we'll call it Lucifer. And that's why they've had to go to so much effort to like come up with the Lucifer name out of this weird acronym. So the reason that this gets incorporated into conspiracy theories is because there's these two guys called Tom Horn and Chris Putnam who are authors and Vatican uh, researchers. They're not Catholic. Uh, I think one of them is a Protestant and one of them is an evangelical. And they're actually quite sus on the Vatican. And they wrote a book a few years ago, which was about uh, prophecies about popes. 
So there's apparently this secret document that's been locked away in the Vatican for years that was uh, written like hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And it has prophecies about every pope to come up to like 112. And we're on to the 112th pope now. And that's the final pope. And I think in the prophecy, it just says he will see like the end of Rome. Like we'll see Rome fall while he's the pope. But they're like, well, that means obviously the whole uh, the world's going to end. It's the end times, and that's why they that's why they've only prophesied up to that many popes. The thing is, this document is real. There's this real document that prophesizes all of these popes. They're like every other prediction about these popes has been super accurate. It's been dead on, except they haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> so it it actually it has popes before that as well before like the last 112 and all of the predictions about the popes are super accurate up until the point where the document was written and then they the the accuracy drops right off for some reason but they when it first came out they made it look like it had been written a bit earlier but it wasn't right so uh yeah that was their first sort of book together and so they think that the end times are upon us now because we've got, you know, this last Pope. And so the other thing they're really sus on is why are the Vatican looking at the stars? And so they went up, they went to Arizona and they like pretended to be journalists and did like a tour of this, of the Vatican's telescope and the Lucifer facility. And uh, they got like one of the astronomers there to admit that uh they were looking for aliens and the Vatican actually already found aliens and uh, they thought that Jesus might be an alien. So I um, I watched a speech by one of these guys. I don't know which one because it didn't say. But he made out during the speech um, that it was really hard to visit at first. And you just go to their website and there's like all about tours. Yeah. <laughs> so many ways to visit. But then he said, oh, then we managed to get in and, and he just – yeah, tells the story. It's really, it's really lame. He just went on a public tour of a freaking telescope. Like, he didn't even get to see any stars or anything. But he's just like, yeah, they gave us free reign. We could wander around and, like, yeah, he, you got free reign because it's just a telescope. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing problem. Like, there's no problems there. They're not trying to hide anything. But yeah, the, I mean, the big thing that they revealed is that like this Vatican astronomer uh t- said all this crazy stuff and then people have asked the vatican astronomer did you say any of that and he's like no of course not mm-hmm. but uh the vatican astronomer i read another interview with him it was not about this at all that was really interesting it was just they were like why what are you what are you doing being like a, an astronomer but also like a jesuit he's like well you know it all works it's pretty simple <laughs> like my really I believe that, uh, you know, the whole universe was created by God and so it's just, like, a little bit bigger than they thought it was when they didn't know any shit. Mm. Mm. Um, Which is, like, the standard thing you would expect him to say. There's a guy, I watched a BBC thing about this Um, because, you know, the the, the story is Vatican, telescope, what? Um, And then, you know, they go into why they would have it. But there was a, a scientist guy who was obviously, like, a counterpoint um, and he was going on about just like you, know, you can't have religion and science and um, ha- having a bit of a nerd whinge, you know, all the good scientists were atheists and all, all that like, all right, we get it. We get it. You don't believe in God. It's fine. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, it was a real like fucking lean into that. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, they were like, you know, if you're saying that, uh, you know, the universe is billions of light years wide, it's like, does that mean we're in the middle of it? He's like, well, no, but if you look at the, even the Bible stuff, we're not really saying we're in the middle of stuff. It's, that's an interpretation. It's like, maybe where we were the particular focus of this part, but, uh. It's like if you look at back then. (laughs) If you if you look at like Dante's Inferno, it's like if you would go off that, you would say that the the center of everything is hell. And that's clearly not what we're about. Mm. So you can have things that are a little bit off to the side and they're still important. But yeah, these guys, um, they cracked it wide open. And uh they one of them claims to have had aliens visit his house when he was a kid. Okay. And they would like come and bother his sister. And like, like the, I think they were greys, is the way he described them. But uh, when they started bringing Jesus into the equation and she, uh, she gave her soul to Christ, that's when they stopped visiting. And that's when he realized these aliens were actually demons. Oh. And so their whole thing is that uh, the Vatican is trying to get us ready for uh, disclosure. You know, the disclosure that there's alien life, which will actually be uh, the disclosure of demonic entities, which will then lead to the end times as described in Revelation. But uh, we won't realise they're demons. We'll think, oh, they're just not some nice aliens that have come to visit. Mm-hmm. And the Vatican has, you know, paved the way for them to come. So the Vatican is, through their Lucifer telescope, welcoming in the demons, or I guess... Predictive programming in the demons. Yeah, it's not entirely clear how the telescope really factors into it. I think that the idea is that they've been aware of aliens for a long time or they've been looking at demons for a long time or something. It it doesn't really make sense, uh, which is why you can watch it on cooked Christian TV shows. (laughs) So I I watched an hour speech, but I I don't watch all of it. I I flick through, but... um, it was on the um, Koinonia House YouTube, um, and Koinonia House is like a, a some sort of um, church kind of evangelical thing. Um, the the founder of it, Chuck Missler, uh, he got done for plagiarism plagiarism on more than one book. Um, uh, he died, I think, last decade or the decade before in New Zealand, um, but he was American. Um, but this during this chat, um, during the speech this guy was giving, um, he, he did like a, um, a thing about a royal astronomer. He's like, you know, the royal astronomer to the queen. And he kind of gave like a little flourish because he's the same evangelical, you know, sweetie guy. And he did this to the queen. He's like, oh, sorry, I, I went a little, oh, I almost said gay there. <laughs> you still said it. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, home, Homeland Security's on the way for hate speech. It's like, what? <laughs> it was so, and there's just there's so much to unpack at that little moment of him thinking, speaking in a British accent is gay, <laughs> thinking he can't say gay, then just saying it, and then saying you can't say that or Homeland. It was just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> um, but he was talking about the, the royal astronomer because the Vatican had a discussion with scientists and philosophers and stuff 
in 2009 about um, what to do what you know if aliens turned up like where that leaves religion with aliens turned up right. which is 100% the kind of discussion I feel like the Vatican would would be having right yeah um, but this was like to this guy it's like they've they've already discovered them and they know um, so you know this is them trying to work out how they tell us it's like no they're just trying to work out if they still have if they'll still get money um he also made a joke about horses not being catholic and i i I, I didn't get it because you know these like weird religious infighting Mm. and he's like you know uh the horses you know they're not going to be praying with their rosary beads because we we made all our horses uh evangelical um, it was way over my head, but it fucking killed. People were loving it. <laughs> this guy was just, and he had he had some good bands. He had some bands. He had some. Um, he was sweating a lot. He had some cloth, and he was made some good jokes about them being Christian or sorry, Catholic cloths. And, he, and then he put it on his head and did some Latin jokes, uh, like sign of the cross, Latin gear, <laughs> and man, people were just loving it. Uh, he he knew his audience. I, I'll say that for him. Right. But really what he was saying was not much. Basically, there's this telescope and, the, you know, it's weird that the Vatican has it. Yeah, uh, and it's weird that it's called Lucifer, but, of course, that's not their telescope. No. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I watched a show called It's Supernatural, which these guys were both interviewed on. And, I mean, it could have just been like a, uh, like a public television show, like a, some pretty good production values. It was like way better than you know, Jeff from We Are Change or like that weird Channel 31 show he was on. <laughs> but production uh, values, not, not content-wise, because that content's good. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the production values were, were good, but then at one point the host, like, puts a question out to the audience and, like, do you want to hear more about, it? Uh, you know, these secret Vatican prophecies? And it pans out and they've got, like, a huge, massive, full studio audience. Like, the the place was packed with people. I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and the annoying thing was uh, when I saw they were on It's Supernatural, I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like a supernatural show, so maybe we'll get some real alien gear. But then it turns out that all of the supernatural stuff they cover is about the supernatural feats of one Jesus Christ. Which, you know, if you are um, interested in, in that, he does have a lot of supernatural feats. Walking on water, not natural. Some mm-hmm. say he's a freak. Yeah, you need supernatural feet to walk on water. <laughs> That's true. Now, Salty, once you realised this was not about a satanic submarine, mm. what did you find? Nothing. Nothing, right. I thought you might have found some uh, Nibiru gear. No. Okay, look, I'll be completely honest with you guys and you can cut this. Yeah. I got really annoyed that it wasn't Satan's periscope. And then, <laughs> and so then this afternoon I was like, all right, I'll check on some of these like longish videos about the Lucifer telescope. And I just fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> Sorry. But the, that's the problem with researching these ones is you, you're like, oh, this sounds fucking sick. Lucifer's telescope. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got some alien gear, got some Lucifer Satan gear. And then it's just pastors speaking for an hour. Yeah, I watched. I started watching one video and it was like some guy talking about, it seemed relevant. And then I, f- I dozed off and I woke up and he was just doing a sermon. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm fucking watching. So I, I put another one on and then I just fell straight asleep in that one as well. 
Yeah, I am um, researching this. I found YouTube's uh, speed up function to be really useful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was uh, at first, I was like, oh, 1.25 when I was like watching Plandemic. Because they also, in Plandemic, they spoke really slowly, yeah. which I think might help also with making them sound authoritative. Yeah, I did Plandemic uh, chunks of that on double speed. Yeah, by like by the end of it, I was on two times, and you sort of have to focus a little more. But uh, geez, it made it easier, yeah. especially after having watched all this cooked shit on Facebook with like this Thanos guy, uh, where there's no speed up function, and it's just him rambling and not understanding basic concepts for thirty minutes. <laughs> uh, so is that it? Because oh, there is some Planet X Nibiru gear, but again, it's just. They think that it's hiding that the Vatican has discovered Planet X, right? Yeah, and but like none of the other telescopes have spotted Planet X. It's just the Vatican one that spotted it and then didn't tell anyone. But we still found out that they'd found it somehow. <laughs> Is there some loose-lipped Catholic astronomer out there? Loose-lipped Catholic priests, eh? Need more of those. But uh, the other thing that uh, I saw was that it was potentially the 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 actual telescope was a the side of a stargate right which is where the aliens would come through uh there was a, all this stuff about like the uh indigenous people of the area had objected to the telescopes being built there originally and so maybe that's because they knew that it was like a, the site of a stargate yeah I think they, they in real life, they'd objected to it, but just for normal reasons. Mm. And I think there was like some sort of native animal or like a a local bird that was going to be affected by it. But uh, no, it was because the, they know about the Stargate, obviously. But in these guys' mind, a Stargate is not a gate to aliens, it's a gate to demons. Which, mm. which you can I mean, if the television shows anything to go by, it's a gate to the underwater submarine. I never watched it. There was a lot. There was a few different ones. Okay. There was a submarine involved, right? Uh, there was a, like a city that went under the water, mm. a.k.a. Atlantis. Mm. Yeah, Stargate Atlantis. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That's the, that's the one I watched then. Yeah. That was a banger of a show. Yeah. Uh, Richard Dean Anderson. No. Yeah. Well, he was he in, was- it, in it, but not. he wasn't the main guy. Really? So they got Richard Dean Anderson and he wasn't the main guy? No, he was in Stargate the f- SG-1, the first show. Oh, it's a different thing. Different show. Mm. I watched the pop culture chat, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the movie of Stargate on Laserdisc. Wow. Oh, yeah, how was that? It's good. It was high fidelity is what it was. Yeah. Oh! How, how, I was going to say, how was the sound? But obviously crisp. Yeah. Crisp AF. But, of course, this was like pre-DVD, so the alternative was to watch a movie on VCD. Uh, mm. Technology that sadly didn't take off in Australia. You were in Indonesia at the time, weren't you? Yeah. Because VCD was big there, wasn't it? It was. It was and perhaps still is. Interesting. There is, uh, I was reading something the other day about all these formats becoming obsolete because a lot of the players need to communicate um, over networks. So a lot of VCD or HD DVD players or something need to get like the DRM from the Samsung server or whatever, the Sony server, um, you know, some of the DRM that was in them. And now that even if you've got the player and a TV, it won't work because it can't connect to that server to confirm that it's the right, you know, it's not a legal copy. 
There you go. So all this um, all this media is going to be locked out by outdated DRM. Little shooey there for you, folks. Little DRM shooey. My uh, my Sony TV is like an internet TV, but I think they must have just stopped supporting it because none of the stuff works anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like it still connects to the Wi-Fi, but I can't like the I can't seem to update the software. It's supposed to have Netflix built into it. Doesn't work anymore. So like all these you know concerns about listening in and and like watching us and stuff. Are they just going to be undone by like bad forward planning, right? Yeah. They'll they'll forget an update in our head chips one day, and yeah. then they'll be like, "Oh fuck, we can't connect anyone's head chips anymore because we skipped that update." 1984 is going to be undone by poor agile management. Yeah. Uh, and the projects are just going to fail miserably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because all of the head chips are going to be the minimum viable product. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least we'll still uh, get a, achieve our sprints on time. Yeah, who was who was in charge of the update sprint? <laughs> Gone. Uh, hello, Dilbert. You better pack it up. We've got we're replacing you. <laughs> so anyway, I get not replacing a- you with the men's right stuff. That's weird. No, the good office gear. We're replacing you with that. Yeah, I. I mean, this doesn't. I guess that's it for Lucifer's Telescope. Mm. It's sort of interesting, but, I mean, just the fact that it was on this sign goes back to the fact that religion underpins this stuff, all of this stuff, way more than people realise. Mm. Yes. But, Which was yeah. what the, the, the star of the chat was talking about, old TV smasher, mm. just getting in cooked suburban guys going, yeah, fuck you, I'll smash your TV. Yeah. Fucking media. And, like, but, yeah, really the root of it is just some dude who's, like, super cooked on Christianity. Yeah. My favourite part was how they all expected that the TV was just going to explode like it was made of glass. Well, like old TVs would do that. Yeah. Yeah. But like new TVs, are, then there's no, probably one bit of glass in a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like Some of them were would really take a beating. They're quite robust. Yeah. And I, I, I got I so lo- many comments because I, I saw like all of the comments coming into my notifications, which became useless to me. Mm. Uh, but there's so many things like, is this a conspiracy by the TV guys to show how good all their products are? Because <laughs> they were laying into them with hammers and like not making a dent. Yeah. Did you see the, um, I, sorry, I like the one that had, I wouldn't say dubstep, but quite loud steps kind of music uh, cam. You would have been familiar with it because you cut it. Mm. It's like two guys in the outback or something shooting, the, shooting it and throwing things at it and a fucking sick soundtrack. Yeah. That was my favourite. That like the bit that, that that I put like five seconds of it in, especially because it was like probably going to get it copyright flagged because of the song. Yeah, but that was like a two minute thing of them just going to town on this TV, <laughs> shooting it. That's great. <laughs> if you're going to do it, just just do it. You know, get yeah. your guns, get a sick soundtrack over top. Don't do it like the guy that clearly had a a fake broken TV screen over the top of his TV. <sighs> that that guy frustrated me so much because all of these people were like it was a, clearly an old monitor from out in the shed even like the, the a couple of them had like uh like newer tvs but we know for a fact that uh like Thanos smashed like a fairly newish looking tv or like the last few years but then he's done videos since where he's like watching tv it's like <laughs> what fucking happened bro betrayed but uh there's there's one guy who like 
I was I thought it was sort of sad and funny because he talks about how he you know he doesn't want to watch TV anymore. He's sick of the mainstream media. Uh, I didn't include a huge amount of it because he seemed a little bit slow, but he like throws something and then pans the camera around and reveals that he's actually smashed like a turned on TV and like a huge new 4K smart TV. (laughs) And it's got like all of the crazy lines that you get when a TV gets broken. And I was like, oh, wow, this guy actually did it. Yeah. But he's fucked it up. He didn't even get it on camera. (laughs) And then the reason he didn't get it on camera is because he faked it. He just put a... downloaded the the JPEG or whatever and put it up on the screen oh. of what it looks like when a TV's been smashed. That's pretty clever, though. Yeah, he got us. But it's also, it's like, what's the point, bro? He just wants to be included. Yeah. But he doesn't actually want to break his TV because he paid a lot of money for it. Plus, it's a fun little jape yeah. to do to people. You put that on your TV and, like, afterwards, you keep it on there, your missus comes home or your partner comes home or your mate comes around and you're Damn. like... Yeah, what have you done, mate? You like, oh, you'd never guess. Ah, I got you. Yeah. Let's watch Katy Perry on MasterChef. Is that a thing yeah. I can watch? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, that was the episode tonight. Uh, and that's, you know, that must, that's must-see TV. That's why you'd invite a mate around. Also, now that lockdown's have eased, you can do that. Oh, can I? Yeah. No, you can have bloody five people around your house. Well, why aren't we around at your house right now? Because it's essential, and I don't think this is essential. I mean, we can still do this remotely quite easily. Fair enough. Mm. Fine. Plus, if anyone's house is going to have it, it's going to be Luke's. <laughs> what does that mean? Right, well, that's it for Least of His Telescope. That's it for people smashing their TVs. Uh, thank you to all our Patreons. Uh, if you want to check us out on Patreon, you can look us up. Patreon.com slash Hypothopod, right? That's the one. We do a we do a news show that goes along with this show as well. If you want to check it out, you know, if you want to if you want to find out who's got a big dumb hat on this week, tune into the news show for a big dumb hat. You know who's especially going to enjoy the news show? Mm-hmm. Just Tammy, our bloody thirty three dollar sponsor. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. Um, also, the stickers that we sent out recently, I've stuck a, quite a few around my neighbourhood. And they seem to be pretty sturdy. So um, now's a good time to grab a vaccine, save one, put it, you know, like where there's a little traffic button where people are looking Mm. and, uh, you know, good good little reminder. Might save a life. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had some on the back of my phone. One of them's, you know, which is, you know, up against my sweaty legs. Uh, One of them's still holding together pretty well. The other one's getting a little bit chafed. But yeah. Wow. This is just imagery that is not necessary. Mm. A little bit of chafing. Wouldn't yeah. have chafing if you had those bloody step one underwear, mate. <laughs> anyway, uh, check us out on Spotify, Facebook, Twitter.com slash hypothpod, all those places. Robbo, where can they find you elsewhere? Uh, you can get me at Ale of a Time. Um, virtual Good Beer Week's happening at the moment when you're hearing this. So much work doing events at the moment um, in the online world, and the audiences are so small for everything. So, Please watch something for us. <laughs> it's so hard. I'm so tired. I'm so angry. I've seen some though. Like they're pretty fun. Yeah. So we, yeah, like there's good content, and not only us, by the way. Um, everyone that I've else I've looked at that's you know putting together virtual events, particularly in the hospitality space, it's just getting no fucking traffic. No one's engaging. 
and it's just so much work to do. So I don't know, throw someone a bone, watch watch a stream. Uh, they'll be happy to see an extra viewer. Salty? <laughs> maybe, Sorry, that sounds so desperate. Man, maybe, I'm, t- maybe I'm tired we a, frustrated. We can have right. a less desperate plea from you, Salt. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can get me at Salt Marsh on Instagram and Twitter, Andrew Salt Marsh Illustration on Facebook. And I'm streaming, reg- speaking about streaming, <laughs> uh, I'm streaming regularly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the salt uh, at about 10, 10.30 at night, Melbourne time, a couple of times a week, just drawing and chilling out and talking to people. Come and have a chat, hang out. I've popped in a couple of times. It seems like you've got a fun little group in there. Yeah, there's a good little community building up. Just yeah. like people just talk shit and chill out while I... You know, draw a picture and listen to some music. And you can get me at Sextonheimer on Twitter and check out my radio show on 3CR, 3cr.org.au slash yeah, nah, pass around. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry Except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly...